Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. And one of the arguments for a long time in Canada against legalizing marijuana was not necessarily on the merits of the idea itself. It was more almost like pragmatism that, boy, if we do this, they're not going to like that in the U.S. That, that could cause problems if the Americans get mad at us for doing this. Now, as we've seen state after state, first Washington, Colorado, just most recently, now we've got California, Nevada, where marijuana is legal. It seemed as though that idea was dead. Can't really argue that anymore if you got all these states who are legalizing marijuana. But there have been some who have feared that, you know, this could all be in jeopardy if you get a federal government intent on enforcing federal marijuana laws in the U.S., which are still very strict as they pertain to marijuana. Now, back during the campaign... Then-Republican candidate Donald Trump was asked about this and how he would approach the issue. So down on a couple Colorado issues. So Chris Christie was one of the first sort of establishment guys to really, like, jump in with both feet for you. Um, he gets talked about as a possible AG pick, but he was also the only presidential candidate who was campaigning saying he would use federal authority to shut down sales of recreational marijuana in states like Colorado. Yeah, I wouldn't do that, no. You wouldn't let him? No. If you, even if you picked him as well, AG? I don't know. I mean, you're asking me. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that, no. Yeah. So you think Colorado should be able to do what it's doing? No, I think it's up to the states, yeah. I'm a states person. I think it should be up to the states, absolutely. Okay, so that was then. This is now. Attorney General Jeff Sessions uh, this week rescinded a directive uh, that was signed during the Obama administration regarding marijuana and has now left it to U.S. attorneys to determine whether to aggressively enforce federal marijuana laws. So it's unclear what that's going to mean. We've seen uh, just recently, if you've been uh, banking on on making some money on pot stocks, marijuana stocks, uh, they've been down this week in reaction to this news. And, yeah, I mean, this could be problematic for Canadians crossing the border once marijuana is legal later this year. So what does this all mean? I want to try to get a better understanding of all of this. Joining us on the line is Morgan Fox, uh, Director of Communications at the Marijuana Policy Project. Uh, Morgan, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Everyone's kind of been watching this since uh, Trump was was sworn in as president. And so about a year has gone by, and maybe some people started to think, okay, they're going to leave this alone. But I I guess not. Uh, Well, it remains to be seen what uh, the recession of this uh, uh, policy is actually going to be. Uh, Just to be clear, uh, this was a non-binding internal Department of Justice policy uh, that basically stated that U.S. attorneys uh, continued to have discretion about uh, how they use their resources and what they prioritize in terms of prosecution and investigation. Uh, But it was instructing them to uh, not use those resources to go after people that were in compliance with state law, including businesses in regulated marijuana states. Uh, now that that direction is gone, U.S. attorneys still have a wide range of discretion when it comes to what cases they want to go after. 
So uh, some of the U.S. attorneys that have been listening to leadership in the legal states and see that uh, going after these legal regulated businesses would be a waste of Department of Justice resources uh, will probably continue to do the same thing that they were doing uh, while the memo was in place. Uh, some of them might decide to uh, start going after some of these businesses, either uh, you know everything ranging from threatening letters to uh, actual armed raids. I think this is something that just sort of remains to be seen. Uh, what is clear, though, is that this was a wildly unpopular decision. Uh, you know, um, Republicans were deriding it as being against states' rights. Uh, Democrats were deriding it against, uh, about being against, uh, you know, good medicine and uh, people being able to uh, use a substance that's safer than alcohol without uh, being uh, uh, attacked by federal enforcement. Uh, so I think that this is something that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have to wait and see exactly what happens here. But it's certainly disconcerting that the head of the Department of Justice seems to have a personal vendetta against marijuana. Well, it, it does seem that way. I mean, you made a comment this week suggesting that uh, marijuana was only slightly less awful than, than heroin at a time when thousands are dying, both in Canada and in the U.S. in this opioid crisis. That seemed like an irresponsible thing to say. First of all, it's absolutely wrong, and uh, you know this is just another instance in a long pattern of uh, the attorney general ignoring the science on this issue, uh, mostly because I think that he cherry picks the people that he listens to and stacks his advisors with people who have not only been fighting against legalization for years, but some of whom actually profit from uh, marijuana prohibition. Uh, but I think that it just shows that uh, Jeff Sessions is uh, woefully out of step with uh, both. Uh, his own agency, which uh, recommended that uh, the coal memo stay in place last August, uh, with uh, the president who said that uh, marijuana should be a state's issue, and with the American people, who uh, nearly two-thirds of which think that marijuana should be legal for adults. Well, I mean, the obvious way to, to rectify all of this, reconcile all of this, would be for uh, marijuana to be reclassified federally or legalized nationally. Uh, so as long as, as you have you know a conflict between federal law and law in certain states... I mean, is is that sustainable in the long run? Um, I think that it's uh, it's something that's difficult to sustain in the long run. However, there's no real serious conflict at this point, or at least there wasn't when that directive was in place, because uh, just because something is illegal federally doesn't mean that it has to be an enforcement priority. And uh, U.S. attorneys can determine when uh, certain cases become enforcement priorities, such as if they're engaging in massive interstate trafficking or they're selling to minors or things like that. You know, those are the sort of things that can rise to the level of being worth spending department resources to uh, target. Um, but obviously the best solution would be for Congress to uh, eliminate federal prohibition and allow states to determine their own policies going forward instead of what they have been doing, which is basically creating a uh, uh, temporary stopgap measures that specifically prevent the Department of Justice from using those resources that is actually legally binding. Now, it's interesting timing this week. I read that Vermont, uh, their house has passed a bill that would make marijuana legal, so they're not uh, intimidated by this. But do but you think it could put a chill on, on other states going down the path of, of legalization? I think that some lawmakers may have pause uh, when it comes to this, but it's difficult to determine because so far all the states that have passed uh, legal marijuana laws uh, have done so through the ballot initiative. Um, you know, medical is an entirely different story, but when it comes to adult use legalization, uh, you know, I think it might slow down some states, but not for very long. And, you know, once we see exactly how this plays out and, uh, you know, the backlash from uh, any sort of attempts to try to crack down on legal marijuana systems become much more prominent, uh, I think that we're going to see these things uh, happening at the same pace. And, I mean, already this year we're expecting to see uh, more than 20 states 
uh, at least consider legislation to make marijuana legal for adults and regulate it similarly to alcohol. Uh, and I don't think that we're going to see that flow down this year. It was interesting. I saw Washington State's Attorney General uh, express his frustration. They've been trying to get a meeting with the federal Attorney General Jeff Sessions to talk about all of this. Uh, it seems odd, doesn't it, then, that if there, there's, you know, if, if he's being sincere in, in his approach to this, why not meet with, with officials in, in these various states to, to be upfront about all of this, explain all of this to them? Why, why the silence and secrecy? Uh, again, I think that this is a personal vendetta on uh, the Attorney General's part. Uh, part of the reason why he's surrounding himself with advisors who are strongly uh, opposed to uh, legalization or sensible marijuana policies. Um, it's why he uh, has been ignoring requests for meetings on this subject from uh, state leaders in legalization states. And uh, it's why uh, he didn't tell any of the members of Congress that uh, this decision to rescind the memo was coming down the wire. Uh, that's why we saw uh, Senator Cory Gardner from Colorado uh, expressing uh, extreme displeasure on the floor uh, just yesterday about this move and the fact that nobody was consulted and that uh, many members of Congress are now uh, having to explain to their constituents why the federal government is, uh, you know, may be uh, ramping up. Uh, enforcement actions and why uh, these elected officials uh, told all of these Congress people that they were going to respect states' rights uh, and then turn around and do something that seems to indicate the exact opposite. And uh, Senator Gardner actually went so far as to say that he was going to uh, put a hold on any Department of Justice nominations going forward until uh, uh, Jeff Sessions explains why this happened. You know, we're going to have this situation later this year. Canada is set to, to legalize marijuana. And, you know, you, you could have a situation where you got a, a Canadian going uh, into a border state like Washington where marijuana is legal on one side of the border, it's legal on the other side of the border. But in between, you, you've got this line that's controlled by, by Washington, D.C., and they take a very firm line uh, on, on cannabis uh, because a lot of Canadians are nervous uh, that, you know, the border's going to get tighter, they're going to be asked questions about about marijuana, uh, that if the feds are taking a, a hard line, what, what's that going to mean for, for the border, do you think? Uh, well, I mean, it really depends on exactly where on the border you are. But, uh, you know, um, crossing uh, international borders with marijuana has always been uh, illegal in the United States, and uh, I don't think that there's been any softening in enforcement, really. So I don't see how there could really be any uh, uptick in uh, such enforcement. Uh, however, in places like Maine, we actually have seen that when uh, Border Patrol catches uh, uh, U.S. citizens uh, in possession of uh, marijuana legally within that state, uh, they confiscate it without uh, pressing any charges. Um, you know, that's uh, their prerogative as uh, uh, Border Patrol agents, which are under control of the federal government, but it's a good sign that they haven't actually been prosecuting people. Um, Largely, these uh, instances have taken place uh, not at border crossings, but a little bit away from the border. And in the U.S., uh, immigration and customs officials are allowed to stop people anywhere within 100 miles of the border. So, uh, you know, I think that it remains to be seen what sort of things we would see uh, if, you know, Canadians trying to come into the U.S. and vice versa. Uh, but I don't see there being any sort of massive increase in enforcement. Right. But well, again, I think there's there even the risk. There could be overzealous individual yeah. uh, uh, agents that maybe take it upon themselves to make it this a personal mission. Well, that's the thing. I mean, even admitting to cannabis use might be enough to, you know, you'd be denied entry into the United States. I've heard that it actually goes the other way as well. Yeah, well, there you go. So that's that could be the odd situation. I guess we'll see how it all plays out. In the meantime, more at uh, MPP.org, the Marijuana Policy Project. Morgan, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate it.
Thank you. All right. Uh, that's Morgan Fox, uh, Director of Communications of the Marijuana Policy Project. So that's something to keep in mind if you are traveling into the United States that, yeah, even the Washington state or maybe the state that you're crossing into, uh, maybe they take a pretty lax view of cannabis. But that's a federal border. And that's still controlled by the federal government. And as we've seen this week, the official position of the U.S. federal government is that we really, really, really don't like marijuana. So keep that in mind. Am I advising you to lie to a border guard? Uh, Well, that's your decision to make. But even though marijuana will be legal in Canada, may be legal in the state that you're crossing into, it's still going to take a pretty dim view of it at the border. And if they ask you, do you use marijuana? Have you ever used marijuana? Just keep in mind that that answer that you give may be enough for them to, to deny you entry into the country. 974-8255, the way to reach us here. My name is Rob Breckenridge. This is Afternoons on 770 CHQR. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.